People have been hunting birds since the dawn of time. They've been hunted for food, for feathers, and more recently for pleasure and sport. People hunt many different types of birds for many different reasons. And you are about to hear some of the stories behind these reasons. This is the GoHuntBirds.com podcast. of the Go Hunt Birds podcast. I am your host, Mark Lapierre. I'm the owner and the founder of Go Hunt Birds. And it is Friday, April the 21st. And this is your Friday Fowl Focal Points. And the focal point we're going to talk about today is the fact that turkey season is calling. It's uh, right around the corner. This is essentially the last weekend in Ontario before turkey season opens. So, uh, kind of your last opportunity to get out there and get those last minute things done most people work monday to friday nine to five so this is their opportunity to uh get out there get the last little things done before the season opens up on tuesday morning so um like i said friday it's uh it's here man turkey season's here and if you're like me you have been waiting for turkey season since uh pretty much when turkey season closed or definitely when waterfowl season closed. I do know one of my buddies mentioned to me before that uh, Christmas Day for him is kind of a day where he starts thinking about turkeys. 25th of December to the 25th of April, as soon as Christmas Day rolls around, he's like, man, I can't wait for turkey season. So um, this is going to be my 16th turkey season. I was one of the folks that took the old turkey course just looked at my certificate there. I took it on the 24th of March, 2007. This particular episode, we're just going to kind of touch base on the fact that turkey season is here. And I wanted to touch base a little on some basics for the new turkey hunter, per se, or maybe for those who uh, aren't quite as seasoned. Uh, one of the things I wanted to touch on first is just to like know the basics of hunting turkeys. Um, you know, I was out scouting the other day with a young guy, and he uh, he didn't know the difference even really between a tom and a jake. I kind of had to explain to him what the difference was, and uh, so yeah, I mean, know know that a female is a hen. Know that a male can either be a jake or a tom. Uh, generally the beard's length and the spur size are going to help dictate the difference between a jake and a tom also generally the size of the turkey um, a fanned out tail feather is going to also show the difference between a jake and a tom so the tail feathers are all in unison when it, when the turkey's fanned out that generally means that it's a tom if uh the middle feathers of the fan are a little taller than the ones on the end. 
generally means it's a jake so and i hear a lot of people talking about shoot, shooting these super jakes or whatever but uh i mean there's a jake or a tom it's it's that simple so so you definitely want to know how to distinguish between a male and a female and a jake and a tom and um there's also the opportunity to shoot or come across a bearded hen uh those are somewhat common now it seems i've been seeing more and more of them over the years and uh, to each their own but i mean my personal preference is that i would not shoot a bearded hen and i have met passed on many i still feel that the bearded hens are the ones that produce new birds and any hen being killed or shot or taken by a coyote or a fox is ultimately many turkeys that are going to end up not being born so um you know a hen in her lifetime can produce multiple clutches over many years and that ultimately leads to the repopulation of turkeys so for those folks that try to take a bearded hen again it's your tag it is a legal bird but uh, really just take a, a minute if you're gonna do that and decide if it's really worth it so i mean a, a little hen doesn't have much meat on her to eat and you're uh you're probably ultimately taking away many many poults which turn into many game birds down the road so but again ultimately it's up to you so Another really basic thing that I, I really, really, really feel that people need to do is get out and scout. And when I say scout, I mean get out and put some miles on your vehicle, you know, drive around. If you only have one property to hunt, then, then get out there and kind of walk it and get to know it and get to know the lay of the land and maybe study some geographical pictures of it and... um we're very fortunate to have so many different places to hunt and so many properties that we have permission on, but uh, we still spend a lot of time just kind of looking at maps and looking over the lay of the land and swinging into those farmers' places and asking permission and reconfirming permission and, you know, maybe chatting with the other folks that have a shared permission on those properties. A little quick story this year, I actually was unfortunately lost a, a farm this year um so the story is one of the farmers who passed away a few years ago uh, we had been hunting on his farm for many many years for turkeys and uh, he passed away kind of just before covid and so his family continued to let us hunt on that farm and uh, i hadn't talked to his family in a while because of covid and his kids don't live in town so or live close to me so i thought you know what Season's coming up here. I better give his son a quick call. I know the son has since leased the farm out to another farmer. And there's just kind of a convoluted trail of who owns the land now and who looks after it. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to call the son. I know I know uh, he'll know the details. So, so I gave him a shout just kind of to confirm and check in. And he was, you know, quite cordial. It's a guy I know. We're the, roughly the same age. So we chatted for a bit and kind of caught up and... He was like, yeah, man, no no problem. I don't see why there should be an issue. And uh, if there's any concerns or whatever, then I'll uh, give you a shout back. So I was quite happy that I was still able to maintain that property to turkey hunt on. It's been a pretty successful property we've had over the years. I know last year we shot three toms off it. Um, my girlfriend was able to shoot her first Quebec tom on that property a few years ago. I've shot... Uh, four or five turkeys on that property over the years so just one of our 
really good places that we've consistently shot birds off of each year. So, but uh, anyway, so he calls me back about twenty minutes later or so, and you could tell in his voice he just feels sad and bad, and he's like, "Hey, man, I, I really hate to do this, but I I just touched base with my sister and uh, talked to her about it, and apparently she has given permission to one of our relatives and." Unfortunately, after talking to her, we've decided that, you know, it's probably not fair to let you guys continue to hunt there if our cousin is going to be hunting there. So, uh, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to hunt there anymore. So, and I could literally feel that pain in my heart. Like, oh, man, we just lost such a good place. So, so I pleaded with him a little bit. I'm like, you know, would there be any chance I could get your cousin's number and maybe we could kind of coordinate with each other and... He's like, well, I'll, I'll call him and ask him, but, you know, uh, you know, unless, again, you hear from me, like, you know, I'm probably going to have to tell you no. So anyway, he calls me. Well, no, sorry, he texts me uh, a few minutes later, and he's like, hey, I talked to my cousin, and he really just wants to keep that place for himself and really isn't interested in sharing it, so I'm really sorry, but we're going to have to tell you no. So, So after, I don't know how many years we've had permission on that place, and uh, it's no longer part of the, the repertoire, which is too bad. But that is part of hunting. And that's why we do keep so many different permissions and maintain these relationships with our landowners and our, our you know, people that let us hunt on their property. Because uh, you never know when things change and you have to kind of refocus your, your planning and go hunt a different property. And that's not the first time that's happened to us. We lost another great property a number of years ago where I had shot a lot of turkeys when I first started turkey hunting. And uh, what happened there is just the the young lads that uh, took over the farm for their dad, their buddies all hunted. And, uh, you know, when we were younger and hunting, they didn't really turkey hunt. And then as turkey hunting got more popular and more of the young lads that, that owned the farm kind of got their buddies involved, we lost out to their friends, which is totally understandable. So, So that is what it is. So... Um, so yeah, so get out there and scout because you may think you have your spot all lined up and you may, you know, this weekend be popping in to see your farmer that you haven't talked to since last turkey season and find out that he may not allow you to hunt there anymore. Maybe he's passed away and he's not even owning it anymore or he's, you know, for whatever reason decided that turkey hunting isn't what he wants you to do there. So, um... Scouting is the biggest part of this game, man. It's it's that simple. So, yeah, so get out there and scout. Uh, and then when, you know, you get into those properties, scout those feeding areas, find the food sources, find, find the dusting areas, find where the birds are kind of moving around midday, uh, find the staging areas where the toms are strutting and kind of showing their stuff. And, uh, and of course, find the roost areas. Like those birds are going to hit hit a tree every night. They're going to fly up into a roost, and they'll generally have multiple roost spots within a proximity to where they hang out throughout the day. So, starting to pattern them uh, now, like start patterning them now. If you're listening to this, but even more so, start like pattern them. Kind of should have been doing this for a few weeks now, um, as the season's getting close here. So. It's one of my biggest, biggest things is scout, scout, scout. And then when you think you've scouted, scout some more. And uh, and then, yeah, and then when you finally do get in there, I mean, another big thing is concealment. Make sure you're hidden well. Make sure that you are dressed head to toe in camo. I mean, these turkeys can see well. 
they have such good eyesight. They can see in color. They see stuff that doesn't look proper. Um, and so, yeah, you want to get in there and make sure that you are hidden well and you're not moving around and you're not fidgeting or you're not playing with snacks and eating stuff or, you know, smoking or, or doing anything that is ultimately going to scare those birds off. So especially if you're in close or in tight on them. And I mean, uh, a remedy to, to kind of, if you're not a person that can sit still, like a remedy is to hunt out of a ground blind or a tent. And, uh, you know, generally those are kind of a pain in the ass to set up first thing in the morning in the dark. So a lot of guys will set them up early. Uh, I actually saw a, guy, a couple of guys walking into a property today on my way home from the city. And uh, I could tell they were going to set a turkey blind up. That's exactly what they were doing. So it's... Uh, if you're going to set out a, a tent, like, hey, again, like this is your weekend to do it. You know, you probably got to work Monday. You're going to probably want to take opening day off or you're going to hunt. And if not, you're not going to get out there until the weekend or an evening sit and, uh, you know, get that turkey blind out now. It's, it's uh, season's around the corner. So get it in there, get a chair in there, get it brushed in, make sure that it's staked down so that the wind doesn't blow it away or whatever. And, uh, Make sure your chair's sitting so that it's not going to get wet and, and you know, let those birds get used to it. So luckily we uh, don't have to worry about smell with turkeys. Turkeys don't have a sense of smell that, um, you know, deters us from hunting them. So I think if they could smell, we probably wouldn't be able to get close to them, man. They're so weary. They're so, they have such good eyesight. I just feel that, uh, you know, there's such a, magnificent bird and if they were able to smell you I don't think we'd be able to get close to them so but uh, yeah concealment uh, another good t tip is to dress in layers you know dress some, make sure that you, you know you're going out in the morning it's cool generally this time of year it's up where we are anyway it's it could be even still in the minus one minus two range so walk in dress in layers because you don't want to sit down and be cold um you don't want to uh, be too warm either. So kind of dress in layers, maybe carry in your coat and put it on when you get settled in. Um, bring those hand warmers. I tuck those in my po in my pocket sometimes just to keep my hands warm. Those are a good thing to do. I dress in layers. I'll, I'll put on a one-piece long underwear, and then I will uh, put on a, a, a base layer camo, and then I'll put on a heavier camo over top of that so that as I'm hunting throughout the day, I can strip down layers and by mid-afternoon, I'm not too warm, but I still have camo stuff with me. And uh, turkey season comes, my truck tends to become kind of a mobile turkey hunting unit because I'm hunting every chance I get. So I have a lot of clothes in there, rain suit, camo rain suit, multiple slate calls and stuff like that. And we can get into calling thereafter, but, you know, stuff that you, you may get wet and you have to kind of grab another one quickly, a bunch of mouth calls in case one rips or breaks or you know, kind of goes funny on you. Um, shotgun shells on the door. Uh, make sure you got a knife to clean your bird in case you get one or you got to use a knife for something. So just, you know, but going back to this point I was trying to make here is the concealment. Concealment is key with these birds. Being where they are is the first thing. Scouting, obviously, number one, but number two is be concealed when you get in there and just sit still and sit tight. It's one of the biggest things. And before you get out there, 
again, good opportunity this weekend is to get your gun patterned. I mean, uh, get your gun patterned. Um, you don't want the first time you shoot your gun this year to be at a live bird. Um, you don't know. Maybe your sight got knocked off. Maybe you're using a different shell this year and the pattern is a little different. Maybe you've changed choke tubes. Um, you know, make sure you're shooting from a sitting position. Most times you're going to be sitting either at ground level or in a chair, depending on your your situation. So you want to make sure that you're practicing shooting in the same position that you're going to be hunting with. Um, you're going to make sure that your shot size is, you know, in with the legalities of what you're allowed to use. So four, five, six. Uh, I generally use a number five, three-inch number five. And for the last many, many years, I've been using Kent shells. Uh, the good folks at Kent have been great to me, great people, and I like the product. And it's uh, reasonably priced. It's not gimmicky. It's not uh, super expensive. So I just feel it's a good product. And, of course, in Ontario, it's we have a local distributor here in Peterborough. So give those folks a shout. But, I mean, you use what you want to use. So many turkey patterns out there now. But what I, I would suggest maybe you don't try to do, there's these turkey loads now that, you know, claim that you can shoot out 50, 60, 70 yards. I mean, that's great if you want to try to do that. It's not necessary. I feel that a, a turkey hunter should be trying to get that bird within a 20-yard window. That's so much part of the fun, man. And if you're shooting at these birds from way far out, I mean, it's not... Uh, if an opportunity to kill that bird, great, but you could wound them, you know, you, you could bust up the fan on it. It's like you want to make sure that that bird is in close and you can get a good shot where you can shoot him in the head. Don't be trying to take these shots where you're hail marrying at them as they're running away from you or get excited and shoot at them way before they actually get in close. Like let that bird get in close. That's so much part of the fun is getting that bird right in your lap and making sure that uh, you can hear him spitting and drumming you can hear him gobbling and it's gobbling so hard you can feel it in your heart that's uh, what you want to be doing it's part of the fun another thing you want to do this spring is hunt with your friends hunt with your family hunt with your spouse hunt with your kids it's a season up here in Ontario and Quebec that's only five weeks long um, it comes and goes quickly Within that season, there's a Mother's Day in there. There's a long weekend in there. There's, you know, you may have birthday parties and stag and does and all that kind of stuff that comes along with spring in there. So if you uh, you plan to get out with your friends and your buddies and stuff, make sure you get it on a calendar. You plan on bringing your kids up. Make sure you uh, maybe pull them out of school for a day, take them out and make sure that you uh, maybe spend time with with your dad or your grandpa because you never know when it's your last time you get to hunt with somebody that uh, that may have some failing health or just is generally getting up there in age. These are important. It's important to do that. And, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to spend many mornings turkey hunting with old Ron, and that's not something I can do anymore. And every time turkey season rolls around, I have a really fond memories of I have many fond memories of Ronnie turkey hunting you know for many many years and uh, I'm glad I took the time to do that because I could have been in an office at work or I could have been doing something else instead of spending time with him and I'm so glad that I decided to you know maybe skip out on some work here or there or maybe forego 
a stag and doe and get to bed early and get out and turkey hunt the next morning or stay up and party with the boys and sleep in. That wasn't what I was doing during turkey season. So, and yeah, you got small kids. I got, I got a little boy who's eight years old that just can't wait to turkey hunt. And he was with me last year when we shot a Tom and he was so excited. It was the first time he was actually with me when I actually killed the turkey and it was so awesome. I will remember that for the rest of my life and I hope that he does too. So, you know, and hopefully that has inspired him to turkey hunt as well. And I think it has. So make it count this spring. Make your uh, turkey hunting something you don't just do on your own. Don't just be about getting out there and killing your one or two birds and then moving on with your life. It's, uh, it's a magical time, man. Turkey season is something special. And I think if you're listening to this podcast, you know, and you've been following along to these podcasts, I would I would imagine that uh, you feel the same way. And if, you, if you're not a turkey hunter, I would imagine you're aspiring to feel the same way because as much as I love waterfowl hunting, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing, nothing better than some geese or ducks pitching into the decoys. I feel that turkey hunting has become my favorite time of year. You know, the spring is here and the bugs haven't started yet and the birds are starting to move around and breed and sing and make make song and it's great man it's just i can't i can't get, begin to explain how much turkey season means to me and how much fun it is and it's it calls to me man it uh it's just generally something i just think about from like i said from christmas on and speaking of calls i mean that's a big part of it too coming into this weekend before the season opens get your calls out do a little bit of practice and maybe uh you know annoy your wife or your girlfriend you know or your husband or your boyfriend or whatever the case um you know teach your kids how to call slate call man is such an easy instrument to use and it's uh, something that can be taught quite easily and then there's of course the box calls and the mouth calls and there's all kinds of little innuendos you can do with those calls and stuff and take them out pull them out of the box maybe order a new one get get a nice one buy buy a buddy of yours one and maybe get his name engraved on it or something make it make it special but uh calls are such a big part of this turkey hunting game and uh, they take on a whole other meaning too. The only calls I bought this year were a couple of strikers uh, from the guys at PVS. I just uh, they make a really good waterfowl striker, and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna reach out to Phil and grab a couple strikers and just tuck them in the bag just in case. So, but uh, yeah, turkey season's calling, man. It's it's coming up here soon, only a couple days. And uh, I am looking forward to it like you wouldn't believe. So it's been a long winter. Anyway, I hope you enjoy your turkey season. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. I hope that uh, you make the most of this season and that it means something to you and you have some memories once it's all said and done that you can uh, you know, share with your friends and maybe print off some photos and hang them on your wall and have memories of nights spent with good friends around a bonfire or around a dinner table or good mornings with uh, coffee in your hand and birds gobbling on the roost. You really can't beat it. And at that, I'm going to 
sign off here. This is your chance to get out there and get everything ready to go for opening morning, which is Tuesday the 25th of April in Ontario and the 28th of April, which is a Friday in Quebec. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast from somewhere else, maybe a different province or another state, maybe you've already been out turkey hunting. Maybe you're down in the States and a lot of their seasons are already open. So, But wherever you are turkey hunting from, I want you to enjoy your season. And I wish you all the best. Please be safe. Please do not trespass or do something unethical that your mother would slap your arse about. And uh, as always, share bird hunting with your friends. That's what it's all about. This is a lot of fun, but it's not, it's absolutely meaningless if you have nobody to share with. So your memories uh, live on with the people you share stuff with. So, you know, and remember, the best way to kill a turkey is patience. I'm going to leave you with that.